Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is Thursday. It is a beautiful day in New York, finally. Um, hey, Claude, how you doing? Hey, Jax. Hey, everyone. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's doing well, feeling sprightly, and hopefully nobody has anxiety because that's what everyone needs in quarantine, less anxiety. That is very, very true. Um, I'm feeling good today. I didn't work out this morning, which is definitely a win. I'm working out this afternoon, though. Very sad. Um, and yeah, just another day in the queue. There's really no rhyme or reason why today might be different from all other days. But yeah. I'm just going to take it on as best I can. You know, some days there's just nothing to say. You know, <laughs> like it's no. quarantine again and here we are. Again. Today is one of those days where there's nothing special about it, like nothing exciting happening. Um, uh, you just, know, I'm having a little heartburn, which is different for me. So that's actually, something exciting. I take that back. It is the first Thursday in May, which means that the new episode of The Redheads has just dropped. Um, everyone's listening to it. Everyone's loving it. It's so good. And... Like we work so hard, so much goes into putting out one episode of the Redheads because we all have to read a book. We have to like get on. I did. I was just getting like emotional, thinking thinking of like all the work and effort and love that goes into one of these episodes. We all have to get on a four-way Zoom. We all record our audio isolated, and then we put it all together like a big orchestra. And so it really is like hours worth of work just for one episode. And I feel as though it shows. Like when you're listening to that Redheads episode, you're like, damn, these girls are working hard and they're loving what they do. This is just a passion project on all fronts. And it's fabulous. That is fabulous. It's actually quite admirable that like you're not Margot really, but your other co-hosts like record their own audio because they're just regular girls. You know, they just have jobs. They're regular girls. They're not podcast engineers. Um, right. And that's something that like you and I have taken years to figure out. It's like our audio expertise. And it's quite impressive that just these regular girls, you know, are doing the damn thing. Yeah, they're definitely doing the damn thing. Um, once again, everyone has totally different takes on the book. So it's exciting. I dropped my, I dropped my book for for the next episode. And by the way, we're doing two episodes in May again because we're still in the queue. So it's a bit of a thriller and I'm excited. That's very fascinating. It's nice to be a part of something in the queue. You know, I'm a part of Overeaters Anonymous. We meet online every Wednesday. So it feels good, you know, to be a part of something bigger than oneself. It's true. It's important in, in the queue to have these sense of communities, you know, like I obviously have the yeah. toasters, I have the redheads, I have the pillow toasters. That's been like a definitely a big community for me right now. And I think it's great community building, you know, on all fronts. Yeah. I have the Steeny Swifties. I've been one of my passion projects during quarantine is to rebuild um, my Instagram account for um, Swifty with no job. The problem with like running a Taylor Swift fan account is that I run so many Instagram accounts and you can only be logged into five. So between Girl With No Job, Claude With No Job, The Morning Toast, Toast News Network, and my fake Instagram, I don't have anything to spare. So I find myself like logging out of Toast News Network to get into Swifty With No Job. And it's just so, there's so much instability, which is why I don't find myself consistently be, being Swifty With No Job. And if people were wondering where she went, like she just can't get logged into her Instagram. There's no space for her. But you know what? I feel like five Instagrams, that's Instagram's way of telling you like, five is the max and it is enough, you know? And maybe there's a reason why Swifty with no job didn't make the top five. Well, 
Swifty with no job at this current junction doesn't pay my bills. And that's why she's not. Um, if I wanted to swap her out, I would have to swap out my Finsta. But as we spoke about yesterday on Dear Toasters, like my Finsta brings so much, both anxiety, but like a level of calm to my life. And I just couldn't live without it. And I love her. So you've made your choices. You've made your bed. I'm going to go lie in it. Yeah. I think that's, I think you've got a nice healthy balance there. And by the way, and like you would think Swifty with no job would be like a passion project, but I actually think TNN is your passion project, the Instagram. And I really think you can only have one passion project in your lineup. Yeah. And it's like, I already had to off board pup with no job, give that account to you. Like I have so many fucking Instagram accounts. Like it's sick. Yeah. I have on my page, Jackie O, Morning Toast, Pup With No Job, Redheads. And do I have a fifth? Maybe I could open it up for Swifty. Yeah, but I don't need you to have Swifty. Yeah. No, I only have four. Wow. I have room for one more. It's time for a Finsta. Yeah. I think on tw- the Twitter app, you can toggle between like infinite amounts. I only have two, which is my personal and the toast, but I think that you're allowed to have like as many as you want. That makes sense for Twitter and explains a lot. Yeah, why there are so many fake Instagram, I mean, fake Twitter accounts. Yeah. So the Instagram, there's a rhyme and a reason, and I feel like it's for the best for everyone. Agreed. Well, so that's basically where I'm at. I'm just busy, you know, organizing my Instagram accounts. Very nice. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Just working like a dog. Oh, so on the Redheads episode, um, Dana, every two weeks has been updating us on her leg hair growth because she hasn't shaved her legs once in quarantine. And she, Me neither. She, she, no. She showed us on the Zoom her leg hair, and I got a picture that I'm going to post to the redheads. Claudia, wait, I'm going to text it to you right now so you can see it. Just get. I want to compare it to my leg hair. Claudia, I've never seen anything like it in my life, so if I had seen your leg hair, I don't believe that you haven't shaved them once. No, I swear I haven't shaved them once. Okay, look at your phone. And by the way, this picture will be up on the Redheads account by the time this episode goes up. So just head over to the Redheads. <laughs> Are you? That looks like her fiance's leg. No, that's longer than any than any man's leg hair. That looks like she put a wig on her leg. Wait, I don't understand how leg hair grows like that. Her leg has a bob. She looks like an animal, like an ape. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm shook. That's going to be so funny when you post it. I know. It's like really off brand for the Redheads account because we're like so picture perfect. But you know what? Dana is a part of the brand and therefore she needs to be represented. Oh my God, that's so funny. I cannot believe what I just saw. You guys are going to be shooketh. Yeah, it's really exciting. So I guess that's really the most exciting bit about this Thursday, except for, you know, the beautiful weather. It's beautiful. And the proximity to Friday is, you know, must be mentioned. We're so close, you guys. We're so close. It's going to be a good weekend. I can feel it. I got a lot of shit to watch. Yeah, I have a lot of um, nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Love it. Well, maybe we'll do like a, a Zoom, you know, like a rowdy oh, Zoom. Oh, I'm in. It's been a I while. Think it's time. It is, it is time. Well, you know, it's like the Zooms are – you have to be specific about them because I feel like we got – we had one and it was amazing. And then we wanted to do like so many, but they're only special. I think if we haven't done them in a while. No, we did one. It was amazing. We did it again the next weekend and it was amazing. No, we did one like two days after our amazing one. And we were all like tired and looking at each other and we were like, yeah, because people weren't really drinking, but like, I think now is the time to bring back the SNZ. Yeah, no, I've like really been drinking almost every day in my house. But I think we should, we should do an FNZ because I could use an extra day if I'm going to be drinking before I can okay, wait for the toast. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah. So while we have those plans, do you think maybe it should be time? Oh, for sure. It's always time in the queue, you know, because it's also like always. never time. Um, so without further ado, eat these time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode of the Morning Toast is brought to you by Athena Club. Making time for self-care is so important, but we feel like we spend more time browsing different websites or running to multiple stores to get everything we need than actually taking care of ourselves. Jackie and I are constantly running around to like drugstores, department stores. It's exhausting being a woman and trying to take care of yourself. Athena Club is it, you guys. 
Thanks to Athena Club, we can find safe, high-quality self-care necessities all in one place without leaving home. Athena Club offers clean and sustainable self-care products all in one place without the markups. We're talking feel-good, toxin-free essentials like deodorant, tampons, probiotics, and so much more. It's a one-stop shop for better products made with simple ingredients. What Jackie and I love about Athena Club is the convenience, cleanliness of the ingredients, and the excellent quality all at an affordable price. We also love that Athena Club is the option for subscription customization. You can include as much or as little you, as you need every month and it's all shipped to your door. Subscriptions can start at just $8 a month. And that sinking feeling when you realize you're out of must-haves, that won't happen with Athena Club. We manage our shipments to fit our schedule so we never have to worry about running out of something we need. The team at Athena Club believes you should never have to stress about what's going in, on, or around your body. That's why they only source clean, sustainable ingredients that are safe, for you and for the environment. They're all about transparency and they list every single ingredient on their website. Athena Club offers a better self-care routine made simple. Get 15% off your first order going to athenaclub.com and use the promo code TOAST. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code TOAST for 15% off. Thank you, Athena Club. Let's jump right in. I just got my box from Athena Club and they literally have everything that I need for self-care and everything like looks so cute together and uniform that you don't even like feel like you need to put away your shaving cream because it matches your all natural deodorant and it matches like the new wipes that they have. Um, It was so good. It was so exciting to get. And I feel like I've been using their shaving cream recently And I feel like I haven't used shaving cream in like 10 years and it makes such a difference. I should let Dana know that. I haven't used shaving cream literally since we used to have shaving parties on our porches in camp where like we would have buckets of water and we would like shave our legs before the dance. Yeah. But like, honestly, shaving cream is very underrated and I love the Athena clubs. Okay. Let's get into the stories. They're pretty much all about relationships today. So we love a theme. First up, Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson break up after nearly two years together. Ash- Cara Delevingne and Ashley Benson have called it quits. The model and the actress reportedly split in early April, people reported on Wednesday. Quote, Cara and Ashley always had their ups and downs before, but it's over now. Their relationship just ran its course. This is I mean, really I'm shocking. This one. Yeah, I'm taking this one particularly hard. I thought they were like true OTP. I thought they were so cool, like chic lesbians. I'm so upset. Like this is terrible. And I have to assume early April, the cue must have had something to do with their quarant- with their breakup. Yeah, I'm. the cue is just like rearing its ugly head in everyone's relationship. That's really the theme of this episode. Um, this is definitely a shock huge because you know what it was a shock when they were together and then like the more they were not just like spotted together they were a full-fledged like in a relationship I thought it made so much sense I was like they have all found their place in this world like I was so pleased me too and they both seem so happy and like at peace and I mean maybe this is just like a temporary cue induced breakup but maybe not and also they had an interesting quarantine. They were quarantined with Kaya Gerber and someone else, like a, a, a star, a man. Um, so like, I just wonder, I wonder what went down. They were like all in a house together making TikToks and like swimming and dancing and doing yoga every day. So something must have went awry. Yeah, I'm sure that was like all fun and games for the first two weeks. And by week three, it's like, get the fuck out of my house. Like the party has to end. Eight weeks of partying, swimming, dancing, yoga, TikToking. Could you imagine? No, like remember the quarantine crew in Florida? Yeah, that feels like a, a whole quarantine ago. Yeah, that was like when quarantine was like this once in a lifetime thing that like people were really taking advantage of having the time off. They were like, this is never going to happen ever again. And then it like went on for four months. Um, back then we were naive. We thought it was going to be like three weeks. We were so naive. That first week of quarantine, I was just like, yes, I'm going to eat like everything. No one's here to stop me. And then the next yeah. week I was like, okay, I'm here by myself and I feel terrible. You know, and then you have to learn how to take care of yourself in the queue. Like, who are you going to be in the queue and afterwards? Um, do you want to know who I'm going to be in the queue? I'm going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. I think in the queue, what I'm going to be is like someone who is severely like not happy, but like has a big mask on. <laughs> oh, that's good. I feel like that's the way a lot of people feel in regular life. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. I actually think the person I'm being in quarantine is like so emotionally unstable. Like I am having <laughs> some of the highest highs and then really, really bad lows. Like it's actually not healthy how unwell I am. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. But like the Zoom Patreon episode that we did with all Steens on deck, um, when you guys pretty much told me that like you think I'm taking the quarantine the worst and I had like no clue. I thought I was doing so well, but I think what I realized is like I was I thought I was doing well at showing you guys that I was okay. Yeah. We saw through I'm the not. mask. You saw through the mask, yeah. I don't even know anymore. I mean, you know what? We're what day is it of Qdom? Well, you know what? We started on the 13th. Today's May 7th. So it's like 30 and, thir- 30 and 31 is 61. But so I start on 13th, 7th. So um, 61 minus 6. What's that? 50, 55. Day 55, I think we're in. Holy shit. It's like weirdly gone by really fast, but like the days, man, are so slow. Like yesterday we finished the toast and I did everything in my power not to get back into bed. I cleaned so hardcore, did the dishes, like was literally like wiping, vacuuming around Ben while he was working. Get back into, I get back into my bedroom, sit down. It's one thirty. Yeah, that's rough. I actually had a busy day yesterday because I was like editing the redheads and just like busying myself, you know, but that's why it's nice to have a passion project. That's why it is nice to have a passion project. But like now I have to wait another two weeks. Well, I still have to read the book, but that's, that's not for a while. But anyways, I just wish I could find a way to like eat better because then I know that I would feel better, you know? Do you mean better in terms of like healthy or better in terms of like less like cereal, like less crap more? Yeah, like I feel like I'm gaining weight and that makes me sad. I don't think that you are. I just feel like I am. Like I ate so much yesterday. It was crazy. But that was usually I don't eat that much. I had a Pop-Tart this morning and I'm just not mad about it. And as much did, as I spoke ill of the unfrosted Pop-Tarts, they're done. So did you I obviously like them on a little it? bit. Did you put some no, on it? told me to do is toast them and then put butter on them. But honestly, like a Pop-Tart, and I know that I'm wrong because I remember when we went to Dallas and we stayed at your mother-in-law's, she has the most amazing pantry, like filled with goodies. And I went and ate a Pop-Tart and she was like, don't you want to put it in the toaster oven? And I was like, excuse me? She's like, they're meant to pop in the toaster. Like, I'm like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah. And I put it in the toaster and I like warmed it up and it was good, but like by no means was it that different. And uh, to me, a Pop-Tart is a snack. I get like for children, it's a meal, like it's usually breakfast, but like for me, it's just a snack. So like put a snack in the toaster oven is just to me a little unnecessary. Um, and I didn't mind the unfrosted. I'm sure it would have been good if I toasted and put butter on it, but I just wasn't interested. Damn, sometimes you just go with that little extra step and it makes like your meal gourmet. And you just no, didn't, I know. you didn't treat yourself to that. And I feel like you deserve better. I'm like actually a lazy piece of shit. That's why. And you know what I was thinking before bed yesterday? I'm thinking of the next time I have to like put on a full face of makeup because I have not done that. I don't think I'm going to remember the steps. So in the last week of Q, I have done like a full face like for three times now for different reasons, one or the other. And it's been feeling great. Like you should do it one day if you like with your new sleep schedule, since you're waking up a little bit before the toast, like you should do it for the toast one day. Um, just to, like, you know, get that muscle memory back. Um, but also you would just like feel excited. It's a new sensation. It's a, that's what I'm looking for here is new sensations. Yeah. How I'm going to start for- a band called the new How, sensations that's really cute a glee club called the new sensations where's theodora there he is if you're watching on youtube like look at god i'm gonna get his attention ready theo no no no, no. he's so happy no. let him be okay. let him be let him so be cool. let him be i had such a vivid be. dream oh my god wait i just remembered my dream i had such a vivid dream that i went out about in town like Gianna with Sutton Strack in Beverly Hills and we had like this fabulous night we got like so wasted she was like drunk driving me around Beverly Hills and I was like freaking out I ended up sleeping with a different man and I like woke up with such a pit I was like did I have an affair like I wasn't sure when I woke up I had you were like did I like Sutton Strack (laughs) no that was more shocking than me having an affair like I was honestly had such a pit it felt so real like I really woke up like I cheated on Ben and I felt so bad but I didn't Yay. Um, Sutton's growing on me and I'm looking forward to our Beverly Hills recap. Yeah. Uh, she's not necessarily growing on me, but she faded into the background this episode and I enjoyed it. Yes. Okay. Next story, a little relationship news. Logan Paul is dating Brody Jenner's ex, Josie Canseco. 
Huh. Interessant. Logan Paul confirmed this week that he is dating Josie Canseco and the new couple are in quarantine together amid the coronavirus pandemic. Quote, I just want to live a normal life, but it's hard because I put everything on camera. So some things I try to keep a little bit to myself, he told Entertainment Tonight on Thursday. He confessed that, um, so he was hesitant to divulge too many details about their relationship, but he confessed that Conseco does not check off all the boxes on his list of what he looks for in an ideal woman. But he added, I think the idea is to get in a relationship and grow with the person as they develop traits you are attracted to. So while Josie definitely checks off the majority, for sure, just like me, we both have stuff to work on okay that's a weird quote but i'm gonna assume it was taken like very much out of context because like that's yeah weird. it sounded weird um <laughs> yeah. i have something incredibly controversial to say and i know you agree with me um i and i and i don't know like the extent of youtube drama i'm just saying this as like someone with a pair of eyes like i think logan paul <laughs> is like so cute <laughs> okay like for me it always takes a second to like um assemble the paul brothers because He's not the one that dated, that married in Vegas, right? Tana, no. Okay, yeah, no, I think both the Paul brothers are really cute, and they're really successful, and um, I, I think people think that they're really funny, and they're fellow podcasters, and I really ship this relationship. Like, this seems very um, suitable. Do you remember when we saw Logan Paul at Coachella with Lauren Elizabeth? We were, like, sitting, and he walked by, and he was so tall and handsome, and he had, like, 4,000 people with him and like two security guards. He was probably also super tall because we were sitting on the floor. And we are tiny. Right. Yeah, I remember. Good times. I know that he's become somewhat of a polarizing figure in the last few years, um, but I think he's cute and I'm into him. Yeah, I'm into the Paul Brothers like vibe, you know, as like fellow sisters in the game. I just, they're like also really good brothers. Well, so that's the thing. To me, like, they were weird when they were, like, mortal enemies. And, like, people weren't sure if it was really happening or if it was, like, narratives in their YouTube videos that they were literally sleeping with each other's girlfriends and, like, they fucking hated each other. And, like, to me, that was a real law- low for the Brothers Paul. Um, but now they, like, live in a house together. And I think, like, they're really connected in, like, they're in their brotherly relationship. And that's the Brothers Paul that I relate to and, like, that I like. But I think they were, like, so trashy before that. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know about that era, but like, I just feel like they're businessmen, entrepreneurs, comedians, and like, I'm here for it. Okay, you know, like where they've landed in their careers. Like, I feel like for a while they were like running amok. And did they start on Vine? Um, I don't know if they started on Vine, but they were big on Vine, and that's like what launched them. Got it. So that just like feels like a whole eon ago. But um, I'm Literally. just looking at this picture of, like, him and Josie walking, and, like, they they look really cute and, and sweet. Yeah, Josie is, like, a girl about town. Yeah, she is, as she should be. Of course. If I looked like that, I'd be a girl about town, too. <laughs> totally. Okay, ready for our next relationship story? Is it the relationship story that's brought to you by Daily Harvest? Yeah, actually it is. Oh. Like, I, I thought you – I was hoping you would say that. Now more than ever, we realize how important it is to try and eat right, and Daily Harvest makes it easy for us to do that. They keep our houses fully stocked with clean food built on whole fruits and vegetables. Daily Harvest delivers delicious, clean food right to your door. It takes just a few minutes to prepare, and we never have any question if the food we're eating is good for us. Everything stays fresh in our freezers until you are ready to enjoy it. You don't have to overthink any of your meals for the week. They have delicious options for any time of day, so smoothies for the morning, maybe a nice soup for lunch and a harvest bowl for dinner. You let me know. Yeah. Flatbreads, which is fabulous, and tons of other options. I have a box of Daily Harvest coming like legit today or tomorrow I put in for delivery and I'm so excited. That's actually exactly what I need right now when I want to like pivot towards eating healthier, but like, you know, I still want to eat well and enjoy my food. Daily Harvest is going to be it for me. Daily Harvest is also committed to minimizing their environmental impact, so they are in the process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable packaging and are over 50% of the way. 50% of the way there already. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter the promo code TOAST to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code TOAST for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Thank you, Daily Harvest, for being a real one. I love Daily Harvest. They're the perfect thing right now um, because I'm eating, like, just crap, and I want good stuff, so... Daily Harvest, let's go. Okay, next story. Lala, Ken, and Randall Emmett almost broke up, quote, a dozen times in quarantine. Pregnancy plans are on hold. So 
the Lala and Randall were forced to postpone their April 18th wedding due to the coronavirus. And now Lala joked that they may not make it down the aisle at all. Obviously, like this is kind of joking, but like I feel like she's really um, hitting on something that's pertinent to every person in a relationship in quarantine. She said, well, Randall and I have almost broken up about a dozen times. So, you know, you this is definitely a test for people's relationships. But it's so crazy because, you know, you just sit there and you start bickering about little things and you start overanalyzing everything. And like we really have to just like elevated our relationship in such an amazing way, she said on Better Together with Marina Menunos after laughing that Randall can't even put his own laundry away. And I'm literally going through that right now. There is a ball of laundry of Zach's um, in the living room. And I know he'll get to it um, in the year 2020, but that's just like not quick enough for me. You and yes, I, and you know what, like I would, I would fold it, but like, he's like, like when we oh. fought before, when we fought before, I'm like, I'm, I'm do your laundry, like I fold your laundry. And then he acts like, that's not a big deal. I'm like, oh, you don't need me to do that. Then I won't do that. No, no, Jackie, I've reached my breaking point and it has to do always with the chores. Like literally I've become, I just talk and it's like, no one's listening. And I'll be like, did you not put that away? He's like, did you tell me to? I'm like, Yes. Like, what are you deaf now? It's so frustrating. Literally. And you know what? It's like, I'm sympathetic. Like Ben is working a full-time job. Like, and he's actually never been busier. And like, for the most part, I really don't have much to do afternoon. So I really like when he's making lunch, like, I do the dishes, but like, sometimes I'm just like, I've come in here four times and ran four different dishwashing loads. Like do your own fucking dishes. But what he makes, like he's very into tuna. Like he makes the smelliest foods. Like there's dill all over my sink. Like, I just don't feel like that should be my burden. And I don't think I'm unreasonable in saying that. No, I don't think so. And for me, like, I totally agree. Like, I do the majority of the chores. Um, like, you think Zach has ever scrubbed the shower in his life. Um, but, like, sometimes there's just, like, a few things lying around. And, like, it's more so a point. Like, I could do them in two minutes. But, like, please do your dish. Throw away your plate. Like, whatever it is. And then I'll come back, like, six hours later and it's still there. And I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't make this clear. But, like, when I asked you to do something like that, like, could you do it within the hour? Like, not – not by the time I wake up tomorrow morning, because that's usually what it is. He'll do it at like 3 a.m. And it's no, just literally within the hour. Like if I ask for something, I need it done within the hour. And we've just by the hour, I want to, if I ask for it, do it now. Like I just I don't think that's unreasonable. I'm just trying to be like flexible. Yeah. No, it's like literally we've had, and I'm like whispering because he's in the other room. We've literally had this fight so many times last night before bed. Like I just got so frustrated with him. I threw a pillow at his face and he was being such a drama queen. Like, uh, oh my god my nose I'm like oh my god shut the fuck up and I just got so frustrated I literally just fell asleep like I just I couldn't be awake next to him anymore like I just couldn't no I know it's it's a trying time but even though like obviously Lala is joking she said like I know we're always going to argue and of course we're never really going to end the relationship but you know you're stuck with someone um but there was you know we're in such a good place I didn't even think we could get any better I think it definitely strengthens a good relationship but it also the quarantine also magnifies existing issues in your relationship that aren't a big deal. Like in regular day-to-day -day life, they're not a big deal. But in the quarantine, it's so magnified that you start to analyze it and say like, oh my God, is this like, you know, uh, a sign of like, of a, a bigger issue in our relationship? And it's like, no, it's just like, you're fighting more about the laundry because there's more laundry. Totally. Ugh, I have to do the laundry today. One of my least favorite activities. Um, yes, I agree. Like everything is just magnified. And I can't deal with like influencers and celebrities who are pretending like the quarantine is like so ingrained. Like we've been together every day and it's like, we're not even sick of each other. Like, please stop. I know you're lying. Yeah. I feel like you could only say that if you're in a very new relationship and this is like such an exciting time to be together. But I feel as though a lot of people like us and just toasters, I feel like a lot of people might be feeling this way and it might be a relief to just hear like, it's not you or your relationship. Like it's the quarantine. Yeah. And it's like, don't do anything rash. It's just the quarantine. Yeah. And I'm not saying like you don't have problems that are very real and that, you know, you should work on them, but like, you know, don't, rethink your whole life unless like you know something that we don't know this is something we talk about a little bit um in today's episode of the redheads because the book that we read really kind of talks about this inner struggle between like being in a situation that's good but you know wanting something that's maybe better and just questioning yourself um and one of the redheads actually wrote in because she the, the book inspired her to break up with her boyfriend and we are, and she was just like wondering if that was the quarantine talking. So we gave some, some good advice. Um, so I'm, if you're, if you're grappling with these questions, honestly, listen to the redheads. Totally. 
Listen to the redheads when they're podcasting for you. Doesn't my voice sound nice today? Listen to the redheads. Theo's a redhead. Big time. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? I thought you'd never ask. Oh, so you're not ready? No, I'm ready. I'm ready, please. I'm ready. You don't look ready. I'm so ready. Okay. Lady Gaga finally announces new Chromatica album release date. uh, After the pop star previously postponed her upcoming sixth studio album, initially set for release on April 10th in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, she has finally confirmed the highly anticipated LP's new launch date. Quote, the journey continues, she said. You can officially join me on Chromatica May 29th. I feel like that's a good sign. That's a great sign. I think that's also perfect timing because May 15th, we're letting the dogs out, but you know, in a slow phased way probably. And then by May 29th, things will be escalating. I'm really feeling like a June 1st vibe. Um, and Chromatica is just the thing. Like, I want just to be loud. I need to ask you something and I don't want to trigger you. So obviously for those who don't know, Jackie and I live in New York and the, um, stay-at-home order has been extended to extended till May 15th. Now we're approaching May 15th and there's a chance that the governor will actually push it back maybe to June 1st. A lot of people are saying maybe June 1st. Um, and I know you've kind of put all your eggs in the basket of May 15th. Um, and I just want to know like what you're going to say, do or feel if May 15th comes and like you're still staying inside. Um, I would have to take a look at all of the information and facts that led the governor to this decision. And then I know I'm no doctor or no politician, but I'm a person with a brain and I can think for myself. Um, But I will think that it is a real shame because I think that there are a lot of different elements to this quarantine, obviously public health and public safety being one of them, but also people's mental health. and the ability to have a job and to feed their families and to feel a sense of purpose. Like this is all wrapped up into one thing. And I will be seriously disappointed. Not really just, not for myself, like what's another 15 days in quarantine for me? Like I will be seriously disappointed for the city um, and if it gets extended. I think it's going to get extended till June 1st. And then I think we're like really in the clear, I think. But again, I'm no doctor. It's just like a vibe I'm feeling like for myself. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Yeah. A couple states have opened. I would like to see what's going on. I heard Atlanta was opening. Is everyone okay? I want to know. I heard things are going well. Obviously, like we're not going to open and every business is going to be open and things are going to go back to how they were on March 1st. But I think a a phased reopening, which is what the governor is planning, um, is prudent. And I think that would be great. And now that the subways have been cleaned, I can go lick them. Yeah. I'm excited for you to get your subway licking in. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited for Lady Gaga too. I think her album's going to be just the vibe. Like, cause when we get out of the queue, like the parties are going to be off the charts. They don't stop. And I can't wait. Cause her new, like, I think this album's going to be like everything we've been waiting for. Do you think we're going to get a single before? I don't know if there's The time. album comes out? I don't know if there's time. I know it's just so strange to only get one single before an album comes out. I feel like sometimes people do like two or three. Yeah, but I feel like one, obviously everything's tossed up into the air um, because of the pandemic. But two, I kind of love this strategy. It's like, here's the one single that sums up what this entire album is about. And this song is fucking fabulous. If you're interested in this song, you will love this album. Instead of giving us a taste of different things. And by the time the album comes out, we've heard five out of the 10 songs already. I actually like when there's a lot of singles because then I feel like I'm already like in the album. And then when I get it, there's like stuff I already know. It's like my second year at camp, you know? Yeah, and then there's not so much stuff you need to learn because you're all caught up with the material. Exactly. I'm feeling, I'm feeling this. I'm happy for you. Know that that I am. Okay, fifth and final story. A little positive biz news uh, for one business, which is Peloton. Peloton stock heads for a record high after reporting surge in pandemic purchases. Peloton is getting too many orders to fulfill them and losses are growing as well as the company tries to get exercise bikes to buy to buyers forced to stay home. Peloton Interactive Inc. sales topped 
$500 million in its most recent quarter, a new milestone that pushed the connected exercise equipment company's young shares toward record highs in after-hours trading. Peloton reported that quarterly sales hit $524.6 million, up 66% from the year before, thanks to a surge in sales for its exercise bikes in the last few weeks of the company's fiscal third quarter, as COVID-19 began to spread into the U.S. and force shelter-in-place orders. So, I mean, obviously, this makes sense that a company like Peloton would be doing well. I'm happy for them because they had, like, a couple of blunders, including that holiday commercial, and their IPO Who's was Who's laughing like- now? Their IPO was laughed out a little bit too. Um, and as a pillow toaster myself and having used the bike uh, for, I guess, 55 days straight now, I love it. I think this is a fabulous company. They're doing fabulous things. They've started doing the, and I want to ask the pillow toasters this, so if you guys could let me know, because they started doing um, live at home workouts. Their instructors are at home on their bikes and they look cute. I did one once, but it was one of the first ones and the quality was not good. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they're good now and if you guys would recommend doing them, because I'm fine doing the old classes from the studio. Like, you know, I'm an evergreen bitch. So let me know what yeah. you think. To me, like the most interesting part of this story is just, it's really cool to see like what products and what brands are successful in quarantine. Like not a lot of them are. And Spotify like reported that their listenership is down. Podcast listenership is definitely down a little bit. People are just like wanting to be stimulated more. So it's just so interesting. I wonder what other companies are like thriving during this pandemic. Yeah. Netflix is doing well. Um, Kroger, Walmart. Oh yes. Supermarkets for sure. I it wish is, I owned a supermarket. <laughs> for a lot of different Whatever reasons. I want. For a lot yeah, of reasons. Oh but you know like what's emptiest. You know what's but interesting? Emptiest. Remember how we, we reported a few weeks ago that um Soul Cycle was making their own at home bike? I'm sure They're they like, are just miffed. They really missed the mark. I think the bikes when I was gonna order a Peloton, I was waiting to see what Soul Cycle when their bike would be. And it was said like end of May. So I wonder if people are going to start to get them soon, but they like really were just like a few months too late. Yeah. Because part of the reason my Peloton is so successful is like, there's no competitor. No, there are, there are like at home, there bikes. are at home bikes, but there aren't like digital monitor, like community, like they really are in their own league. Yeah. They are trailblazers in the community. Well, there's also like Nordic track. There are some that have like digital monitor and whatnot. Um, but Peloton has that community, you know, and the Pelotosters. And it's just great. I'm so happy. So those are the five stories. And I feel like you definitely needed to know them. Um, and now you do. Okay, and now that we know them, we can dive into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap, which aired on Bravo last night. And if we want to recap anything else we watched, it is all being brought to you by Naturium. Driven by the belief that high-performance skincare should and can be non-toxic, skin-compatible, and affordable, Naturium was born. Their mission is to create safe, clinically effective, biocompatible products that deliver visible results. All of their products range from $16 to $25, but they're as effective as formulas that are triple or in some cases, 18 times the price. Nutrium's formulas utilize cutting-edge technology to harness the healing powers of ingredients found in nature. Their products are proudly made in the USA. They are cruelty-free, paraben-free, gluten-free, non-toxic, fragrance-free, and dermatologist tested. They believe it's impossible to achieve healthy nourished skin with formulas that are unbalanced or incompatible. They only use ingredients that either directly benefit the skin's health or support the integrity of their formulas. With hundreds of ingredients banned on their no list and an in-depth online ingredient library, Naturium's number one priority is safety and transparency. We have been on the Naturium bandwagon for like two months now, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I've been using Naturiums right since the beginning of quarantine. I use their retinol serum oil and cream at night and then their vitamin C serum and oil in the morning. I also use their green, something like a green juice face wash in the shower and the multi-peptide eye cream. And I feel like my skin in the queue has never been better. And I just think that those two things are definitely correlated. Thousand percent, and they're also they're offering a special promo if you want to get that multi peptide eye cream that Jackie was talking about. So all toasters can receive the free multi peptide eye cream with any purchase of two items or more. But you can only get that at Naturium.com. That's N A T U R I U M. Add an eye cream to any purchase of two items or more, and use the code Toast to receive the eye cream for no cost. So fill up your basket with what you need. Use code Toast to get the free multi peptide eye cream. Immediately add it to your basket, and it's fabulous. It is fabulous. Okay, let's get into the real Housewives of Beverly Hills because we got a really good episode last night. Yeah, and we've so been watching events. Housewives of Beverly Hills for like 10 years 
And to me, this is like the first time I've really ever seen like Kyle Richards crack. Yeah, she was really like not in the right. She's kind of just like going at everyone for like all these little things. And maybe it's because she wants to keep the drama going on the show, but like she wouldn't do that at the expense of her own reputation. Um, the fact that she's like so pressed about Dorit and her glam and being and her photo shoot, like I thought that was so judgmental. And by the way, like Dorit saying that she has a life, and even if that life means that she got full glam and then did a photo shoot, like Dorit is like a kind of a bit of an influencer, and like her Instagram is so premium. Like she is building something for herself like I I would never I mean I would never judge someone for doing that because I would be the person doing that but if one of my friends was having an event and it was like pretty much a come whenever stay how long um and I got like glammed up for it obviously and I was taking pictures like yeah I would be that late person but no one would care like I don't know why anyone would care that I'm late to me like Teddy had such a weird way of inviting everyone and it was from what I saw like the way that Dorit decided to attend the event was exactly what Teddy wanted she didn't want anyone to feel inconvenienced tired Dorit did what Teddy wanted her to do she came to support but she didn't stay for the whole time because she didn't want to do fucking yoga and boxing like I think Teddy was probably happiest with Dorit's way of showing up like exactly I don't know I thought in her attempt to be chill, like, this is exactly what everyone should have done. Like, Dorit came at a time. She stayed for long enough. Denise was there for an hour and a half. Like, Dorit came for a substantial amount of time. She didn't inconvenience herself, and she was there to support. Like, I don't know what the big problem was. So, to me, it's like, first of all, Dorit literally did nothing wrong. Two, Teddy doesn't even care. Kyle, why the fuck do you care? And then why are you coming at literally everyone at this dinner, including Denise, making fun of her hair? Yeah, she's just, like, off her rocker. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe she's, like, struggling. The bangs are terrible. I think maybe she's just struggling with, like, working so much, and I think she might be, like, sleep-deprived, and she's all over running from North Carolina to New York, LA. Like, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, because for the most part, like, yes, Kyle has her allegiances, and she usually defends the people she, like, wants to defend, but she really isn't, like, a crazy drama queen. Like, she's never really been, like, so visibly wrong. So something's going on with her. Yeah. You know what I think it might be like on a deeper level other than like, obviously she's spread thin. I think it's that like, she is the last OG and she feels like this is her show, her group. She might never say that because she's classier than that, but like the, she wants the train to run how she sees fit. And like, she got up at 5am and she's going to Teddy's thing. Like everyone should be doing that. And then like Dorit, obviously like in Kyle's eyes made her case worse by saying I have a life, but turns out having a life means getting glam and taking pictures to Kyle. That's not much of a life, but to me, that is like a very full, exciting, fun life. No, but by the way, like who the fuck is now Kyle to be the judgment of whose life is better than someone else's? Like Dorit was busy. Fuck off. Like who cares? Yeah. And like, I think everyone knows that Dorit doesn't work out. Like she doesn't want to put on boxing gloves. That did not look fun at all. But I will say the The ballroom, the retreat, especially in watching it with quarantine eyes looked heavenly. I would have given anything. And also Dorit's, uh, Denise's party after that, like the buffet, the Sunday bar, the al fresco dining, like, oh my God, my quarantine, um, my my quarantine little green monster was so envious. Yeah, I agree. One of my favorite parts of the episode was seeing Garcelle going out to dinner with her sons. Like, they're so well-behaved. And I love – Garcelle's, like, such a strict mom, like, with the Coca-Cola. I was dying. I just love Garcelle. And I love that she didn't go to the retreat. Like, right. said, be chill. I don't want to go. Therefore, I am not. The whole thing was so weird, like the way that it was framed and like clearly no one wanted to be there. They were like hiding in this room the whole time, even though it was a really nice event. It was really Teddy's work event. It'd be like having all of our friends come to camp toast. And that's exactly how we would invite them. Like, come if you want to come, like you want to come to camp and like go on in, but like, don't come just to support us. Cause we don't need because you we there. Can't like, babysit you. Yeah. Like I do get that. But so th- those women shouldn't have gone. No, but, like, honestly, it was just so funny watching him, like, eat and drink everything at the hotel. Like, when they were up in that room fighting and Erica was eating that huge plate of French fries that looked so good. I'm actually going to order McDonald's today. Like, I just, I love these women because they're, like, yes, Beverly Hills, she, 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 but, like, they're always eating. Yeah, they love a good meal. And when Dorit was like, I just can't eat another thing. I think that's literally all they did there that day was eat. Something that was weird, I thought, in the episode was there were, and this is something that Bravo's doing a lot, which is bothering me. Sorry, it's two things. The first thing is that they keep flashing back to meals the night before, two days before, where the women like got together. And it's like, that looks like something we should have 
seen as like part of the episode. Like even if there's no drama happening, like I want to see how these four women, because it was a random group, get along and like what's the vibe at that dinner? Totally. And like not to be a bitch, but like I would have preferred to have seen four main cast members out to dinner. There was two of them that we missed overseeing like Lisa Rinna out to dinner with her daughter, even though I did love them getting paparazzi. That was so funny. But like to me, it's like it's not the show's not really about that. Yeah, I just want to say I really felt like, and I was waiting for Lisa Rinna to give her daughter the sunglasses when the paparazzi came because Lisa Rinna obviously was like hamming it up and her daughter was so uncomfortable and like um, she should have given her her sunglasses. That's just I mean, if anyone in the world thinks that Lisa Rinna did not call those paparazzi herself, like you are crazy. Yeah, I obviously like she's so Rinna about it and like loves to see them. I just felt for her daughter who was clearly really uncomfortable and could have used a pair of shades. Yeah, she should have handed them over. Actually, that never even occurred to me. Yeah, that was just like, I, I, like, it, I was like, give them to the sir. <laughs> maybe because I feel like, maybe because I related to Amelia, like I would be so like um, uncomfortable. Actually, I don't know. I'm kind of a ham. I don't, it would depend what I looked like. Of course. Yeah, I don't know. I, would, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I, I'm like, I have two personalities. One of them is Amelia and one of them is Lisa Rinna. <laughs> So true, like cameras show up. Um, let's talk about Sutton because I think she was very quiet this episode. She definitely changed some hearts and minds, mine slightly. Yeah, I just want to say the second thing that Bravo's been doing that bothers me. Oh, sorry. So many flashbacks. Like I would say 20% of the episode is flashbacks of like someone says something, so we flashback to like what something that we saw. What really bothers me is when they flash back to something that just happened in the episode like 20 minutes before. And it's like, oh, I was same. there. It's like, we don't have amnesia. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I was there. Um, okay, Sutton. So she was super quiet when she like started, they pulled up and she like started to cry. My heart broke for her a little bit because it's obvious that like she came into the show guns blazing and it just like didn't work out for her the way that she wanted it to. Um, and I'm sure she's a lovely person. So I will, I'm willing to give her like a second chance. Like I'll see where she goes after this, but I felt for her and she didn't complain the whole day at the retreat, even though I know that that retreat was literally like, she just had her nose up at the whole thing the whole time. So I'm willing to look past. I felt for her. Um, I sympathized with her and I like, I, I just like, that would have been me in that boxing room, like not knowing which way to go and like just being socially awkward and she's just not cut out for it. Um, And her getting so emotional, like she's just a real person and I'm going to wipe the slate clean with her. I have no longer any preconceived notions about her because she seems like a sweet woman. By the way, you just hit the nail on the head. Part of the reason why I think I just didn't like her up front was like everything was perfect and she's just so fancy and so polite, but it's like seeing her cry in the back of a car in Malibu, like that's relatable. I've done that before. Like it really humanized her and made me think like she really is just like someone's mom. Yeah. So like all the stuff about her coming in and the place cards, honestly, it all kind of tracks to her being like socially awkward. And that I can relate to, like going to a dinner party of people I don't know and not knowing where to sit. Like I just would have internalized all of that, but she's just like making it a thing about place cards. Like I think she just is having a hard time. Like Garcelle is just like a social butterfly. She's Everybody crazy. loves her. She could sit wherever. Like, you know, not everyone is that cool. And so I kind of, I, I kind of feel sudden on that. Easy breezy. Wait, one thing I didn't mention that I think we need to talk about is like, I get that Dorit was upset with Kyle because Kyle was just like coming at her for no reason. But like for Dorit's only response to be that Teddy and Kyle have slept in the same bed before, like, and then that whole, she was like, are you calling me a lesbian? Like what a dumb fucking like, like that whole thing. I was like, all right, Dorit, you kind of lost me. Yeah, that was like out of nowhere, but we also didn't see the dinner before where, Right. Kyle said, I, I, maybe Kyle said, I want to sleep here, but I don't have a bed. And then Dorit said, so we sleep with Teddy. You slept with her before. Yeah. I'm feeling like they were filming and like things were kind of boring, um, but they were going through the motions. And then all this Brandy Denise stuff happened and it like really shook everything up. So I feel like they're kind of rushing to that. Maybe that is a good theory. It does feel a little rushed, um, but maybe like the producers, like the, maybe nothing happened at that dinner, but sometimes like the dinners where nothing happens, where everyone's just like getting along and being steamy and having a good time. Like those are some of the best scenes. And looking fabulous. And looking fabulous. Dorit is just like serving it up on another level. That little um, geometrical outfit with the hair placement and the wedges like was just fabulous was fabulous. I, I absolutely love it. I love how her and Erica, though they both are like, bring it 
level 10 every single time have like totally different styles. Like they're each giving us something so different each time and I can't get enough of it. Same, same. And Erica was quiet this episode, but I just love her. I just love her. Yeah. I wonder what her thoughts are on all of it. Yeah, she, like, stayed out of it, which obviously I appreciated, but I was genuinely curious because, to me, she's, like, a real moral compass. Like, I would just love to know um, what her thoughts were. Like, who did she think was being crazy? Yeah, but you know who I fuck with so hard in terms of um, morality? Denise. She knows what's up. Even last season, she smelled bullshit from a mile away with Camille and with Lisa Vanderpump. And I have not seen her be on the wrong side of history yet. Granted, it's only been one season, but she was right throughout the dinner. And she wasn't even at the all-in stuff that she missed. Um, And I just love that, like, you just don't fuck with Denise. Like, she will take up for herself. Like, I would not want to be arguing with, with Denise because she's probably right. Uh, agreed like she has no stake in this like if the show succeeds like she doesn't care all these women like a lot of them kyle dorit like really depend on the show for fame for money and they feel like it's a startup like they need to get the business off the ground but with denise it's like she just walked in here she could leave and she'll never look back it's not a big deal so she doesn't really have to take any sides or she has no ulterior motives like she really just is listening and giving her opinion Yeah. And so, and I think like, she's someone who, if she were my friend, like I would go to her often for advice because I think she just is a wise person. I agree. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. Um, I feel like this coming for Kyle is going to be a big theme up until Brandy and Denise. Um, And oh, the biggest thing was that Kyle pretty much said that, you know, she defends Dorit all the time. And that's the reason why she's no longer friends with Lisa. And that seems like this undercurrent. And I was thinking about it and it's like, Kyle didn't break up her friendship with Lisa because of Dorit. Ultimately, it was because of Teddy, because Lisa was trying to throw Teddy under the bus. So Kyle had to do what's right and inadvertently have Dorit's back, not intentionally, but just to prove that Teddy was being manipulated. You know what? That's a very uh, astute observation, Jackie. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, well, maybe that'll come up. I feel like we haven't gone this in-depth on an episode in a while. Well, it was like the only thing on last night and I didn't watch anything else. No, but sometimes like, sometimes it calls for it. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes the biggest episode is just like, we're like, oh my God, shook. Crazy. Yeah. No, and that's what I think the producers, like, sometimes they're, they get wrong about. It's like, they want crazy dinner flipping. Sometimes I just love, like, fabulous women getting together, being fabulous, eating fabulous food, and just, like, living fabulous lives. Yeah. Me too. Me too. But I love a dinner flip, table flip too. Yeah. I feel you. Um, okay. Anything else before we wrap up? That was a nice long episode we got. Yeah. No, I think that's all she wrote. Like, I'm looking at her, and it seems as though she's done writing. Oh, wait. So, she just texted me. She said, I'm done writing. Oh, okay, cool. So that's all she wrote. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. <gasps> Love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.